0: Well, the best part of Patriots Monday here on Monday Night weei, is not Andy Hart. It is, of course, Patriots captain Matthew Slater joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. All right, we know Devin McCourty spent his bye week on TV. Matthew Slater, how did you spend your bye week this week?
1: Well, thanks for having me, guys. Well, I don't, I'm not good looking enough to be on TV like him. So I was just at home with, with the the missus and the kids and enjoyed some nice family time. Um, there's no other way I would have rather spent my bye week. So it was good.
0: It, we, we, watching McCourty now, Jason obviously a big TV star on the NFL Network on their franchise show. We're going to see Matthew Slater on TV post playing career.
1: I wouldn't count on that. I wouldn't count on that. Uh, <laughs> don't. There's only one Slater that does TV, and his name's not Matthew. His name's <laughs> Jaggy, So. <laughs> So, did did you watch some
2: football? Because I'll be honest with you, um, because we cover the Patriots, we generally also don't get a lot of uh, Sundays off. And I watched from 9.30 yesterday morning <laughs> to 9.30 uh, yesterday evening. Uh, I had a couple beers, and I ate some nachos. And I'm not going to lie to you, I felt terrible about myself at the end of the day. <laughs> How did you spend your Sunday?
1: Well, you know, there was a lot of football in there. Uh, I took the family to church. And then there was a little bit more football, so it was it was a good day. Um, you know, I got a chance to obviously watch Tom in the morning, and then I uh, got a chance to watch a really good friend of mine and Kevin O'Connell and his team play a, a great game against the Bills. So it was a it was an entertaining day across the board.
0: All right, I need the Matthew Slater take on what the Bucks were doing throwing to your friend Tom Brady <laughs> as, a re-
1: as a receiver. Matthew. Uh, I, I mean, I love Tom, but. I'm not sure what was going on there. So maybe a little bit, you know, looked like the execution wasn't what they were looking for. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they
0: got the win, and I'm sure he's, he's happy with that. Well, as a follow-up to that, because he tried to be a receiver, I, you had a really interesting back and forth last week with your media availability after you talked to us. About, you, you said this out loud, so I'll ask you. You really don't care if you get another catch in the NFL or the touchdown in the NFL? That's, that's done for you? You, wouldn't, you don't need one more to sort no. of cap off the career?
1: No, I'm pretty content. and At this point, I'm not fooling anyone. I don't think I'm a receiver, so I don't think anyone's going to say, well, you know, he had two catches, so he must have really been a receiver. Um, I know what my, my career arc has been. Um, you know, I'm very grateful for the experiences that I've had on, on this football team. And, you know, I've enjoyed everything that they've asked me to do. And, uh, you know, hopefully at the end of the day, one catch, two catch, whatever it is, um People disrespect, especially the people I've worked with, respect the way I've played the game and respect the way I've prepared and represented this organization. That's what matters most to me.
2: You mentioned watching your friend Kevin O'Connell coach in a big game. We saw Jeff Saturday this week go right from TV to coaching. I know you've been asked this before, but I just want to get an update, and I'm not trying to run you off into retirement, but is there any chance that coaching is in Matthew Slater's future with all the ex-players that are getting into it?
1: Yeah, we coach some youth sports, some <laughs> high school sports. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about coaching at this level. Uh, that's just quite the commitment. Um, you know, you, I've, I've asked a lot of my family thus far. Um, that would be a big ask uh, to keep doing that. So, you know, we'll, uh, you never say never, but uh, certainly not in the plans right now.
0: Patriots captain Matthew Slater joining us. Will, will you do something that? involves any sort of mentorship, Matthew? I mean, you come across as, as somebody who speaks so well to other people, whether it's young people in and out the football community. Have you thought about that at all, like post-playing if It's not coaching, not TV. Again, not to wish you out, but I wonder as you get towards the end of your career, as you've joked about, have you thought about what post-football will look like for you?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, mentorship is a big part of what I see myself doing in the future. I've always, you know, had a passion for ministry. Um, you know, my faith is something that I hold dear to. So uh, any way that I can serve people and, and pour into people, um, that's what I'm looking to do. Uh, certainly that's what ministry is. And, you know, I, 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 joke about the youth sports, but I do feel like you can have such a huge impact on young men and women, uh, as you coach youth sports and not just molding athletes, but, I, but I think it's important to be intentional about, uh, building and molding leaders men and women uh, they can go out and have positive impacts on their families and their community so that's something i certainly plan on doing when i'm done
2: well you're talking to a couple very experienced flag football coaches oh so yeah just just to there let you go. know <laughs> nothing more fulfilling in all honesty than than coaching youth sports i, I i've said this a million uh, times it, That's awesome It's by far the most enjoyable part of my day, my week, my weekends is working with those kids. But um, your mentoring right now, we know, is is on a team level. And I'm wondering, as we get post by tough stretch of games coming, I think you guys have three games in 12 days in terms of the younger players, specifically the rookies, because you guys have a lot of rookies playing. How do you. Um, prepare them for this, advise them as the season gets long and maybe their body and their minds start to wear down as the season goes on? How do you mentor those guys right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, I think for them, it's important that they understand that this thing has to be a day-by-day approach. If you start looking too much into the big picture, it can become a little bit daunting and overwhelming. So I think for us, As veterans, we need to preach to our rookies, hey, just take it day by day. What can you do today to get yourself better? What can you do to recover physically and get yourself better physically, mentally? Uh, That's what our approach needs to be. Yes, I understand that we're we're facing a very tough stretch here. Uh, That's no mystery to anyone. Uh, But, you know, it's not like we're going to play all three games at once. Um, We have to focus all our energy and effort on uh, preparing and playing the Jets and then you know, going out there on Sunday and trying to compete at a high level. So let's take it one day at a time, Uh, and that message is not just for the young bucks. That's for people like me as well, (laughs) and then just see where that gets us.
0: We're talking to Matthew Slater. Obviously, last year, Matthew, post-bye was not the best results for uh, your team. Is there anything you take from last year uh, just as a refocus or a reminder of how important it's going to be to play your best football after the bye here this season?
1: Yeah, well, you know, on a personal level, I think the urgency, the focus, the commitment has to increase. Uh, You can never take anything for granted in this league. And, you know, I'm not saying that we did that last year. um, But I think, you know, last year is a great example and a great reminder of what this league is. It's very fluid. Things change quickly. So let's just focus on, you know, representing ourselves to the best of our ability each and every day. And hopefully that'll be enough.
2: This is sort of a philosophical question, but do you believe chemistry, team chemistry, and camaraderie can lead to wins, or do you need to win some games to have a "quote unquote" good locker room? How does winning and team chemistry tie together?
1: Well, you know that's a that's that's a great question. Almost uh, not not totally, but almost a chicken and egg question, right? Yep. Um, yep. I, I do believe that chemistry. Uh, counts for a great deal, and there's no way to to quantify it, right? You can't go out and measure it and um, objectively quantify chemistry, but in my experience with the teams that we've had here that have had great success, I do think that chemistry, togetherness, brotherhood, selflessness, those things really gave us an edge, and I think they helped us get over the hump in a lot of cases. Uh, But then also it's easier to get that buy-in when you are winning, um, you know you get additional buy-in from everyone. I think that's just human nature. Um, so, you know, I like to believe that it's it's chemistry first that can get you the wins. But you know, winning doesn't
2: hurt. So obvious follow-up: Does this team have good chemistry?
1: I think it has excellent chemistry. Um, you know, I, I, I've enjoyed being a part of this team as much as any of, as I've been on, and uh, I think we have a good mixture of old crotchety guys like myself and and young guys that can go out there and laugh, have a good time, and just keep a smile on everybody's face. And, uh, you know, that's a good balance. And it's been so fun um, to be around these young guys. It's given me just a lot of joy be around someone like Brendan Schooler, for example, just always got a smile on his face, uh, always full of energy, uh, that's been revitalizing for someone like me. So I think we have great chemistry on this team. I think we enjoy one another. We enjoy being around one another. And uh, hopefully that's going to bode well for us down the stretch.
0: Well, I, and it, it, one more on that part of it. Like, it, it, does winning cure everything, Matthew? Or can you look back? And I'm not looking for specifics, but have there been winning teams, successful teams, where you felt like there wasn't that chemistry and it wasn't that enjoyable? Or is it as simple as, hey, if you win, it's enjoyable?
1: Well, I'll say this: winning covers a multitude of sins. Hmm. I've always said that um, there can be a lot of things wrong with your culture. There can be a lot of things wrong with uh, you know several different areas of your organization. But if you win, it's all good. So you know, winning winning covers a lot. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that's the answer uh, to just win. I'm not. I'm not Al Davis. But uh, it it does cover a lot.
2: And obviously, you're getting back to work against the Jets, a team you just saw a couple weeks ago, that is still, I think, a rival for, for you guys in New England. What's, what's the emotion or mentality with a quick turnaround, playing a team twice in whatever it is, three weeks here?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I think this game, nobody's going to go out there and fool anybody. Uh, I think we know uh, who we are. Uh, they know who we are. Uh, we know who they are. It's just going to be about going out there, lining up, and executing. And I think for us, we understand uh, that this is a huge game in terms of the way our seasons are going. We understand that there's, there will always be animosity between Boston and New York teams, which is fun, and I think that adds to it. So this certainly is a rivalry game, and there's certainly a lot at stake this weekend. I know you're
2: very involved as, uh, with the NFLPA and as a team leader. And so I wanted to ask you, because there's been sort of this bubbling storyline lately about fields and field turf and, and players maybe pushing to go back to natural grass in as many stadiums as possible. Um, just wondering what your opinion on that is. Do you, do you think natural grass is better? And do you think there is a good chance that you will see stadiums go back more to natural grass?
1: Yeah, well i I feel very strongly that natural grass is better uh, for our players. Um, now it's interesting how data is interpreted right um, both both sides are gonna be willing to take the data and skew it in favor of their argument. Uh, but I think if you talk to any player, um, they will tell you they they feel a difference once they play on turf. Um, the studies have shown that there are seventy turf fields in our league. Uh, where you're more likely to sustain an injury uh, a lower body injury, uh one of them is in New York, one of them is in Minnesota, so these are fields that we're playing on so you know I, I think as part of the leadership um, you know I would love to see grass be a staple in our sport. Um, you look at international soccer, it's something that they they won't put their players on on turf and things of that nature. I don't know if we can get there we'll see. Um, But I'm glad that this is finally being addressed. This is something that I've been uh, very passionate about for the last six or seven years, and I'm glad it's now at the forefront of the conversation. Um, You know, I, I have to trust and believe that the ownership and the leadership at the union will ultimately do what's best for the playing group and do what's best for our game. So, you know, we'll see how it goes.
0: Well, it sounds like something you're very passionate about. I don't know if you're passionate about this. We'll get you out, Matthew. Uh, a couple of former Patriot tight ends are going to have a, a catching competition on, on Thursday morning. Christian Fourier, who's raising money for uh, diabetes awareness, is going to be on the air for 25 hours straight. And as part of that, he's going to catch balls against Jermaine Wiggins off the jugs machine on Thursday morning. Is there a quick Matthew slate? I'm a TV guy, but Fourier <laughs> versus Jermaine Wiggins catching <laughs> footballs off the jugs machine. got an old ass tight ends, trying to trying to be stars on Thursday. Any quick take for us on that matchup?
1: Well, I, you know, it's tough. It's, it's a tough one to pick. Uh, Two old reliables there. You know, if, if you get some elements, you get some snow involved, you know it's going to be wiggy. Right? But you know, straight up conditions, uh, I guess we'll have to tune in and see. But on a serious note, you know, I have a mother who's diabetic and suffers from diabetes, so I, I think that's Tremendous what they're doing uh, to bring more awareness to it and raise money for it. Uh, You know, it's a disease that has impacted us all in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, I wish them well in their efforts. Yeah, and
0: Christian's done this a couple years now. His son, Caleb, dealing with it as a college athlete. He's told stories about uh, all sorts of stuff and the cost of having to treat diabetes, and we're trying to raise Mm -hmm. money for that. On Wednesday, so I'm gonna I'll have you pick Fourier because no one's picking him. Everyone's picking Wiggy, so I'll, I'll have you pick Fourier.
1: There we go. That's fine, Ma-
0: Matthew. Thanks. Good luck against the Jets. We'll talk next week.
1: All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks, Matt.
0: I, I, again, I have to twist people's arm to take Fourier. No one's taking him. That'll be Thursday morning as part of uh, Christian Fourier's uh, 25 hours to uh, be on the air and raise money for diabetes research. It all starts really with our show. Wednesday night six, myself and Fourier. Uh, and Dakota and a cast of thousands. That event taking place Thursday between Wiggy and Fourier. Hour 2 taking place Monday night with Andy Hart. Do not go anywhere.